Proud of you, Dad. <laughs> yes, I'm proud of you, son. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to House Party Protocol. Power up suits and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today is the one and only Merzane. What's happening, my guy? Nothing much. Just woke up and took care of my dog. He's cute, he's whiny, and now he's sleepy, and that's good. <laughs> cute, whiny, and sleepy make for, mm-hmm. for good puppies. Yeah. I wish I could cut out the whiny part because every now and then I just hear a, a quick one, like a, just a little, eh. I'm like, stop it. You better not. <laughs> you are a happy dog. All of your needs have been met. You're loved. Take a nap. Just, just lay you there. You just need one. Be quiet. Look cute. And let me think about how cute you are while you're not doing anything. Exactly. I think the yeah. same can be said for children sometimes too. Oh yeah. Uh, the way I've described my dog, people have been like, it sounds like you have a kid, but like not as bad. Like, I mean, occasionally we have to like clean throw up off the rug. Right. Like that's a thing. Uh, right. But at least he doesn't <laughs> talk back. He doesn't talk back. Um, and he can't like grab things off of tables very well. Well, you must have a small dog because big dogs can grab things off tables and then in terms of talking back, I mean, you, you don't think the whining is a form of talking back? That's true. Uh, he is. He's a he's a pretty big dog. He just doesn't grab things off tables. I don't know if he just hasn't figured it out or if we're just lucky and he's like somewhat good. Sounds lucky. And speaking of being lucky, Merzane, AMG has blessed us with some spoilers this week. And I am beyond stoked to talk about them because it's something that I've been waiting on for a long time. I know a lot of people out there have been waiting on it for a long time. And as I read these cards, I find them to be very interesting, a little different, a little exciting. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, really happy to dive into these. We got the Sentinels finally revealed to us, and that would be the Sentinel Mark IV and the Sentinel Prime Mark IV, which is your Sentinel's leader. So, because the leadership isn't too impactful to what the Sentinels do as a whole, I'd like to start with the Sentinels Mark IV. What about you? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's going to be impactful yet, but I think that starting with the Sentinels is better so that you get like a whole picture because like, Unlike any other affiliation, I feel like the the idiots that aren't the leaders are the most important part of the leader of the affiliation. Yeah, <laughs> in this case, I uh, definitely agree with you. So, as usual, before we dive into these characters, we have got to take a look at the models. So we'll we'll take a look at the Sentinels here, and let me see if they're on the website because that's always like the best place. But I don't think they are. Nope. Of course not. <laughs> of course they're not on the website. So you just kind of got to 
the Google Sentinels. Well, all of the relevant information that I have is all in the uh, the panel to play provided by AtomicMassGames.com. Exactly. Yes, sir. So definitely make sure to check that out. That's where they spoiled all of this stuff for us. And, you know, when I'm going through here and looking at these pictures and everything, one of the things they mentioned is how these guys are going to be posable and there's like ball and socket stuff that you're going to be able to do and all that fun stuff. So I'm, I'm really stoked about all of that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And I think that the way these guys look, I think they're just really great. What do you think? Oh, they look really cool. Uh, I, I've always thought that Sentinels looked really goofy and stupid. Uh, but like these models make them look like a little intimidating. They really do. <laughs> they, they really do. And I, even like the, the, the pose they've got him in where he's like Frankenstein posing, you know, I still even like that one. Like, because one, that's a callback to like the first appearance of Sentinels, which I think is kind of cool, but it's, it's still like you have a lot of customization in here. And I really like that. Yeah. I, I've referred to him in my head as the thriller Sentinel. <laughs> thriller. Okay, that's happening. Thriller Sentinel. Yeah. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I didn't realize that that was a callback until someone showed me, and it was just the funniest thing. It's still funny. It is still funny. Like, you, you, you got to realize that. But it's just another one of those, like, deep, one of those deep cuts that Atomic Mass Games does such a good job with. Like, exactly. If you know, you know, and it's like an extra little bit. But if you don't know, it's either just like a, a cute little funny thing to you or something that's just cool. Right, exactly. Like you can kind of get a chuckle out of it, but yeah, if you know, you know. Those are, those are the best kind of things right there. And I uh, I got to say, I, I think these are going to be fun to paint. I think they're going to be easy to paint. You know what I mean? Like I, as Greylord Supreme over here, I uh, definitely think I won't be having too much of an issue busting out the airbrush on these guys and then just dusting them up with some details here and there, you know? Oh, yeah. It's models like this that make me wish I like had airbrush and airbrush room in my apartment. Yes, it's awesome. It's worth it. You should do it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I I also got to ask you: Are you gonna if you do paint these up? Are you gonna do anything other than like the purple and blue? So here's the thing: purple is my favorite color. So like that's why my Omega Purple exists, right? Right. So like now we're looking at a a, a guy that like. I have a reason to paint something purple and it'd be real. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I think purple will be somewhere. Maybe not blue. I might do like purple and gold or something. I don't know. Well, yeah. that's LSU and I don't want to do LSU. I'm not, I'm not a sports guy, but I, I don't want, I won't do anything. You won't LSU. do LSU. I get that. So I, I think I'm going to do mine kind of like the nineties cartoon where it's like purple on the chest and boots and arms. And then like the, like, so basically the colors of these models where the blue is would be purple, and then where the purple is, it'd be kind of pink. I was actually just thinking pink. It's like the '90s like cartoon look. Mm -hmm. I really like that. Maybe or, I'll just make the whole thing pink. There you go. Do it. Do it. So yeah, that, that's probably what I would do. And you know, airbrushing makes this job so much easier. <laughs> Yeah, I also feel like, so, um, I haven't bought any, like, Turbo Dork Normal Metallics. I've done, I've done color shifters. I feel like this is one that, like, 
I would probably buy the relevant turbo dork metallics to, to, to paint like real metallic paint. Yeah. No, that'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. Actually. I think. Yeah. I am not skilled enough to do the non-metal, non-metallic metallic no, no, stuff. No, 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 uh, no, no. <laughs> but like real metallics, like if you do it right, it, they look really good. Yep. And I know someone out there is going to do mango sentinels. So shout out to that person. Mango people. Sentinels? It's it's a thing. Just just Google it. It's it's a it's a callback to some Marvel versus Capcom stuff. So, anyways, talking about Sentinels now. We're gonna talk about their card. So they are the Sentinels Mark IV version. And they have an alter ego of Sentinel Mark IV. <laughs> Weird. I know. They have a That's some Groot level stuff. It, isn't it though? I'm surprised that Groot doesn't say I am Groot on there, but whatever. So yeah, you can uh, obviously maybe only take one. I don't know. We'll see. So they have a physical defense of three, an energy defense of four, a mystic defense of four, a stamina value of seven, threat value of four. They are, wait for it, size five. And they move short. And they are confirmed on a 65 millimeter base. Because why wouldn't they be? A big boy base. Yeah, so I love this stat line. I think it's awesome. I love that they're size 5. I love that they have some different defenses. Like, I kind of wish that they had a 4 physical. Because it makes sense. But if we're being honest, they kind of get destroyed all the time. So I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think... uh... I think it's really cool to have like low value access to a huge character. Cause like yes. the only other size five in the game is Dormammu. He expansive. And he also ruins all your plans with like leaderships and stuff. But like the Sentinels, like a four cost f size five. I love it. Oh, I think it's wonderful. And I think that the seven stamina is another thing that I think is really great. And really kind of means that, okay, they, they have good defenses on, on energy and mystic. If you get attacked with a physical attack, you still aren't likely to go down unless someone spikes real hard. And I just really love that. Yeah. Uh, being protected from being one shot is very nice in this game. It is. So <laughs> we're going to do something a little different on the Sentinels than we normally do here. We're going to talk about the things that change on the injured side as we get to them, because I think it's important to do it that way. What do you think, Rosane? That's fine. I think that means we need to start with their health pool, though, right? Exactly. So on their injured side, the health pool changes to six. So it goes from seven to six, which I also really like, because six is like that sweet spot of not quite going to be one shot unless you get a really good spike so i just mm -hmm. i love that kind of stuff like you know you can you can survive another hit a lot of the time yeah six is like to me like five is like i don't even blink at five when you start getting like six you start peaking my interest yeah uh, even with like three defense like six is going to be really good it, it means that like you have room to be healed and uh, take a good beating and get power and like do the cool comeback mechanics MCP is designed for. Exactly. I completely agree. 
So, Merzane, would you like to tackle the attacks? Absolutely. I love rolling dice. I know this. So, <laughs> it's a weakness. <laughs> so, they have two attacks. The first one is a builder called Plasma Blast. It is range three, uh, four strength, zero cost. After it's resolved, you gain power equal to the damage you deal. And when you choose it as an attack, during the pay cost step of the attack, the Sentinel can pay up the three power and add a die for each power spent that way. So it starts as a four die and you can go up to seven dice if you nice. spend three power total. And did you say energy? I can't remember. It is energy. There you go. So it is a plasma energy. Plasma energy. Yes, exactly. So I, I like this. I hate four dice attacks personally. Like, like look, I, I yes. think... I will say, while I hate four dice attacks, I still think there's a place for them in MCP. And this is one of those things where, like, the way this attack is designed, I think it makes a lot of sense. And as we're going to go through this card, you'll be able to see, like, yeah, spend up the three power, add a die for each power spent. So you can turn this into a seven dice builder attack, which I think is going to refund itself pretty well at that point i love this because um what is it thanos and black panther the other two that have this style attack right yes and they're they're uh they're spender attacks so like you don't get the power back and this is the first one we've seen like this and i think it's really cool like you now have really good control over how much you want to like oomph into somebody like how desperately do you need to really hit that guy and exactly. it feels like Friday AI, but like you can't, your opponent can't interact with it the same. Yeah. So you can't get shushed. Oh, definitely. No, no shing to the Sentinels. And I just think that it's really interesting and unique and, and like, yeah, it's gonna, gonna feel kind of crappy if you have to do this turn one and you're not getting the power and all that fun stuff, right? Like like that stinks to roll four dice to actually have to roll four dice. Yeah. But I think that it's only it's only going to be turn 1 that you'd be rolling those four dice every other time you're going to be getting the power back and I think honestly turn 1 if you move an attack spending the one power you get during the power phase to make this a five dice attack is probably going to pay for itself in a lot of ways. One would hope anyway. One would hope. Dice are going <laughs> to dice. Yeah, like a five-die plasma blast can do anything from tickle your opponent to one-shot their, like, eight-health character. <laughs> <laughs> it sure can. It sure can. So, speaking of uh, one-shotting people, what's the next one? Uh, so, the next one is called Suppression Protocols. I think they got this after your podcast name. Definitely. Uh, it is also range three, uh, which is sort of like their theme, I think. Uh, it is Eight strength and three cost. And it's physical. Uh, physical. It is, it has a wild ability called suppression. After the attacker is resolved for each wild in the attack roll, the defending character gains uh, a condition and you can choose between incinerate, shock, and slow. So for every wild, you get to pick one of those and add it to somebody. I kind of love it. 
yeah, it's really cool. Uh, it's you could pay three power to get a seven die energy that gives you power back, or you could pay three power to bop someone for eight dice to put a bunch of conditions on them. Yes, like all all of the above. I'm here for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think that exactly suppression protocols being physical and being eight dice, I think is really interesting because okay, physical is the most common defense type in the game. You know, so you're gonna be going up against the strongest stuff, but I think it really doesn't matter because you're probably not really trying to put someone down and you're trying to hit those wilds to incinerate and shock people and maybe even slow them. And mm-hmm. I think if you're going to pick the one to do here, you're going to go in that order, incinerate, shock, or slow personally. But I just love this. I think it's it's simple, but it's nice. And I really also love that it's for each wild. So you could potentially just stack up conditions on someone in one attack. Oh, yeah. And uh, playing against enough Star-Lord, I can tell you, it's very frustrating when your opponent rolls all of the wilds. All of them, yes. Well, that's why you just needed Doctor Strange to cancel out wilds. Oh, or a MODOK. <laughs> or a MODOK. Or a Black Swan. Anyways, I th- these are the only two attacks they have, and I think this is a really nice little attack suite. I think that Plasma Blast is going to be the thing you use most often, but I like that Suppression Protocols is priced at such a way to where it doesn't feel bad using it. Yeah. Like it's a simple, it, they're two simple attacks. There, there's nothing super flashy about them, but I think that's like perfect for the Sentinels. Like they don't need to like be flashy and crazy. They're, they're huge and they do one thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> they hunt you down. They hunt you down. And that, that's what this feels like. Like there's no push or throws on these because that's not what they're doing. They're trying to, Get you, they're trying to get to you, and they're trying to murder you. They're, they're trying to capture you or kill you. Yep. And I think that this captures that very well. And I think now it's worth mentioning what Plasma Leak does on the injured side. And I said I already oh. named it different. So Plasma Blast turns into Plasma Leak on the injured side. Oh, yeah. And uh, it drops its builder capabilities. So you no longer gain power from it, and you can no longer pay power to make it better. It instead gains systems overloading. Well, before, it, before, hang on, before it even does that, it also drops oh, a range. Oh, it, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it goes from three to two. Oh, wow. That's even better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it gains systems overloading. When rolling additional dice for crit results during this attack, roll two additional dice instead of one for each crit in the attack roll. So your crits explode twice instead of exploding once. And then also gain systems critical. After this attack is resolved, this character suffers one damage for each crit in the attack roll. So you shoot somebody, you get a crit, and it explodes a bunch, does more damage, and then it also hurts you back. And then you explode a bunch. Yeah, and then you explode a bunch. <laughs> yeah. I, I like it. I think it's neat. I think the fact that it doesn't at least gain you one power is a little frustrating on my part. Like like when I'm reading this, like if I'm going to be playing Sentinels, I'm going to be playing Sentinels, then <laughs> it's, I'm a little bit like, ah, oh, man, just like one power gain here would be so nice. But yeah. thematic, interesting, and still fun, I'm here for it. And Four dice rolling extra criticals. I mean, we've all seen that 
four die roll that had two crits in it, and then you explode it into two more crits or something. We've all seen that. It's it's happened occasionally. So, <laughs> like when that happens with these sentinels, it's gonna feel really good. Oh yeah. So I I don't know. I think this is interesting. I think I wish it had that one more little thing, but making it range two, and and, and this to me reads like we don't know what the tactics cards are going to be for these characters, but like this reads like that there's going to be some kind of weird tactics card interaction that could be kind of fun. Yeah, that's the thing I keep telling myself a lot is I look at the cards and I'm really excited for them. And like the, the cards are going to do something because there's what, like five of them. Is yeah, that what, is that like correct? That. I'll have to look. I can't remember. There's, there's no way you have more than two cards for these Sentinels. And like at least half of them aren't, insanely cool exactly exactly so i don't know i think this is cool and i love 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 that there are massive changes between healthy and injured side because i think that's a a design space that amg goes into only rarely and when they do it's usually pretty cool yeah and it's super thematic like one of the things with some other games where you have like vehicles or robots is as they take damage, you know, they get worse because you start like messing with their systems. And I think this like follows that flavor perfectly. Absolutely. You know? Oh, you damaged his hand. So his plasma leaks out, you know, and we'll talk about other da- things that get damaged, but yeah, I-, I love it. I love it too. So suppression protocols stays exactly the same. So now we're going to move on to superpowers. So the first superpower we have is an active superpower so it can be used on the sentinel's turn restraint cables the theme i love it so much it's mm-hmm. going to cost you two power choose an enemy character within range four and in line of sight the chosen character is pushed toward this character short this superpower can be used only once per turn I kind of love this. I I love the the when pull that we have here, basically. And yep. the one thing that I find interesting is the line of sight aspect of it. Because what you're going to be able to do if you're playing against Sentinels is potentially hide behind buildings and, yep. and terrain. And then you won't be seen. And I think that when you're playing against the Sentinels positioning and blocking for this push and stuff like that is going to be very important. Yeah. Like as soon as you said hiding behind buildings, it reminded me of like the cover of, uh, was it one of the, um, is days of futures past or whatever, where they're hiding behind the building from the Sentinels. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's day. I think it was a variant cover. I can't remember, but like that thought of like your characters hiding from the giant, marauding sentinels just like that sounds perfect it does sound Uh, perfect which i i don't know like is the los thing a balanced thing or is it because it's a really cool flavor call out i don't know and that's the thing i think maybe it's a little bit of both Mm -hmm. And, and and that i think is is one of the things that so far three big big things into this you know three three big worded attacks and then now a superpower as we're going to get through more of these superpowers like the sentinels are dripping with flavor and i love it like that's the thing that i i love when they they really nail the flavor here and i think that this restraint cables 
Like, let's not only talk about the flavor part of it, but like in game, that's going to be so useful. Like you, you have yep. to play objectives. So like, Hey, Sentinels are going to pull you towards them. Love it. Yeah. And I think Sentinels are going to feel like a list that wants to play taller with, you know, less individual models on the table. So, and they're kind of slow. Like they got a big base, but they move short and they don't have like, you know, a whole lot of cool mobility stuff that we know of yet. Right. Right. Tax cards and everything uh, could change. Um, but this gives them a way to like influence the board a little bit outside of that range three sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's already like impactful on people like Gwen and Spider-Man. Like it's some of the best things on their card. And now you get to take multiple characters with this. Exactly. Uh, which more on that in a minute. (laughs) <laughs> and I just think it's going to be like a really it's it makes it a really interesting problem where you've got a handful of characters. I'm not going to give a specific number yet. That's the exciting part. Um, we're just going to like have this capability in their right. hands and they can choose to use it or they cannot choose to use it. And uh, yet you have to play around it as the opponent. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned the range three sphere of influence. I think that's a really interesting way to look at this because range three measuring including that big base i mean that's pretty much range four (laughs) you know it feels like it (laughs) so so it's just one of those things where like you know when you when you kind of think about it in those terms it makes it really interesting and then you know again with the restraint cables being able to to reach out and touch somebody from range four from that big base i mean you're grabbing people off the midline easily yep and so i really i just i don't know it's a simple thing and it can only be used once per turn but like you said, multiple restraint cablings sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. So the next superpower we have, and as a matter of fact, the rest of the superpowers we have here are all innate. So again, to your point earlier, simple, elegant even, I might say, in terms of <laughs> like just two attacks and one active superpower. Yep. Simple in design. They do their thing. That exactly. They are not designed to be flashy. Exactly. So we've got an innate superpower here called Master Mold. When building a roster or a squad, a player may include two of this character instead of the normal one. Love it. I really like this a lot. (laughs) I know. Oh my gosh. And so if you're thinking about it, back to what we talked about, threat value, this is threat value four. So you're going to be able to have basically eight threat worth of sentinels just splashing around. Yep. And I, I feel like with a lot of the characters that they design, you know, they let's someone like Captain Marvel, right? Captain Marvel's as, as a four cost character that could easily be more uh, given like her power suite in the comics. Um, and I feel like this was one of those things where sentinels could have been like, a seven threat character, but you only get one. Right. And I really like the idea of them saying, you know what, rather than like you get one big boy, you're going to get two of them. And they're both going to be like, the, like, like I said, the simple versions, they're not going to be super flashy. You're just going to get two of them. And they're going to do like a cool thing. Yep. And to that point, this, the comic books have a, a wide breadth of Sentinel activity. 
in them, especially, I don't know if anybody has read the new Jonathan Hickman run of X-Men that started with House and Powers of X and stuff. Like, there's, like, a whole thing about some Sentinels up in there, and, like, there's, like, this Omega Sentinel thing that looks like a person but is a Sentinel, and, like, all this different stuff. So, like, this is, remember, just the tip of the iceberg. And mm-hmm. these are also the Mark IV variant of Sentinels. So there's three previous variants plus future variants. And we also, like, obviously we have Sentinel Prime coming up here that we're going to talk about, but we don't even have a Nimrod yet, which is, like, a huge deal in terms of Sentinels. So, like, this is this is very inspiring for me for the future of this affiliation. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I think that's a, an important thing to think about is this isn't, going to be the only thing we see sentinel wise i'm sure like like most affiliations right like we didn't just get the asgard wave and now we've never now we're seeing more asgardians and we'll probably continue to see more asgardians mm-hmm. so we can be excited for more restraint cable characters in the future <laughs> the, the more restraint cablers exactly so the next superpower we have here is another innate one called power matrix at the end of this character's activation, it gains two power. Now, this is really interesting. At the end of the activation, so you don't get Mm -hmm. access to this power and you don't get to use advanced R&D because your activation is over at that point. Yep. I kind of hate that aspect of it, but I get it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, it's... I... Actually, this is one of my favorite superpowers on the card. Um, because I, I you know this, and if other people this. don't know this, I hate turn one plays and round one like crazy weird plays. I, I, I feel like for me, I like it when turn one is like set up and like you're position jockeying and you're like, you're like taking up real estate on the table and like the, the, this give and take of this mental game before the, the action starts. Yeah. And it, I really think it ruins the flow when people like, oh, well, my guy gains like this many power and he walks up and he grabs the objective and he runs away to the side of the corner of the map. Or I'm going to run up and I'm going to pull your guy into my deployment zone and and kill him. Or I'm going to run my guy up into your deployment zone and kill your guy like before he gets to activate. Mm -hmm. Like it's cool, but eh, I don't like that as much. I love how power matrix gives them power gain as a superpower, but it backloads it. So you don't, you can't shenanigans it. It's just, they're more consistent. And like, so turn one, they're going to start with one power. So like at the beginning of the game, they can't restraint cables. They can maybe, like you said, shoot someone with like a five die attack. But the next turn, they're guaranteed to be able to do restraint cables or to power up their shot. Mm-hmm. and like then they can start building from there then they can start being self-reliant so like i i, I love that i want to see more like this because i think it makes the games turn one stuff like so much more manageable for like new players and like so much more interesting like with that that the position jacking you're not going to get tugged by two sentinels turn one and i think that's good yeah Oh, I think that's that's great. And I agree with you in that regard. Like in terms of the the not getting turn one shenanigans and all that stuff, I think it's great. And definitely I feel like this is also a bit of a balance thing with restraint cables 
and and not having two characters that can restraint cables people turn one off of objectives and probably going last playing tall you know so i think there's a lot at play here but to your point i think you have to account for the fact like if you're playing sentinels that if they did not spend their power on that turn one but they moved right up into your face well now you've got four power that they have access to to do a plasma blast and buff it up with three extra dice and then potentially get some power back and restraint cables. Like, I think that that's a huge thing you got to account for. And I think it's going to be really fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, this, this, this power just, I want to see more like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I want to see more of the decision points that this, this power brings. Now we're going to go back to the injured side because something changes here. And what's funny is if you look at the healthy side versus the injured side, Master Mold is on top and Power Matrix is on second. But I think it's because of the way that they order these things. It's alphabetical. So now we have damaged Power Matrix on top of Master Mold, which I think is kind of funny. At the end of this character's activation, it gains one power. Makes a lot of sense. It's damaged. Yep. And at least and, uh, you're still gaining power. I think by the time you're on your backside, you took seven damage, so you're probably you probably got a lot of power. Right, because let's not forget they're they only have a couple things they're spending it on. And one of those two one of those few things uh gives them power back most likely. So <laughs> exactly. So the next superpower, and this one's my favorite, Sentinel programming. This character cannot be advanced or pushed by mystic attacks or superpowers when defending against mystic attacks this character counts wilds in the defense role as two successes oh yes oh i love it i love it that's like ultron's metal mind thing it's so good yeah. I, I like the thematics of uh the robots being resistant to mystic and mental stuff right and then it, it's not just that they can't be advanced or pushed by mystic attacks. It's also, they can't be advanced or pushed by superpowers. So, like, Gwen can't be pulling people off of objectives. True. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like the, oh, yeah, it is like the Juggernaut. For some reason, I thought it was a little bit different, but it's like Juggernaut. Yeah. Which, ah, oh, dude. This is so good. And, like, they're size five. And so, Parker is strong, but... It's basically him pulling a building with his webs. Exactly. I, th there's times he could probably do that, but in the middle of a fight like that, I think it makes sense what, that they can't, um, the spiders aren't able to like pull them off stuff. And it means that they have to deal with them. You can't control them. You've got to deal with the Sentinels. And that's how the, that's how the X-Men do it. They don't, they don't tie them up and, you know, web them up for the police to come catch or like throw them out of the building. They blow them up. Because it's the only way to stop them. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I think that this is really cool. You know, no no pulling around Sentinels as the Web Warriors player. Sad day, but still. I think it's really cool. And, and it just makes sense. Again, theme dripping with theme here. And then mm -hmm. Space Maw? Yeah. Yeah, come at me, bro. You can't take over my mind. I don't have a mind. Exactly. So I have a computer. <laughs> I love it. And then finally, 
They have flight, funnily enough, and then immunity to bleed and poison. So, yeah, that's awesome. Immunity to bleed and immunity to poison means, hey, 20 threat Terrigen, I'm going to play you. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you can't stop them from gaining that power. Exactly. Exactly. And then when I see immunity to bleed here, I'm thinking to myself, well, you know what's interesting? Hood gives out bleed on his heel, but they're immune to bleed, so he can heal them with no penalties. It's the little True. things. It's the little things. <laughs> that's a lot of health to heal. Like, that's a big health pool to heal from, too, with Hood. <laughs> hey, don't, don't rain on my parade. Oh, no, no, I'm saying that's good. Like, man, I can't imagine, like, I put a bunch of damage into a Sentinel, and then it gets healed, and then doesn't bleed, and then he heals them again next turn. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. That sounds awesome. So that's the Sentinel Mark IV, and I normally would say... Let's talk about where these guys fit in, their affiliations, all that stuff. But I kind of want to go on to Sentinel Prime and then kind of talk about everything in conjunction. But mm -hmm. what do you think, Merzane? Uh, Let's go ahead and talk about the Prime. I'm really excited to talk about him. Okay, that <laughs> sounds really good. cool. Yeah, he is very cool. So, yeah, that sounds good. And then we'll come back and talk about, like, you know, splash affiliations, what to do with these characters, strategy, all that fun stuff. So, Sentinel Prime. And again, I would say, let's talk about the model, but I also, you know, it's a Sentinel model and it's pretty much the same. I think it might be a little bigger and have some, I'm not some sure. posings, but I'm not sure. The one thing I will say is I do not understand why the picture for Sentinel Prime is exactly the same as the Sentinel's Mark IV on the, ta on the card. Like yeah. that, that bothers me ever so slightly. A little bit more than slightly for me. But I guess we can't have everything. Sentinel Prime Mark IV with an alter ego of Sentinel Prime Mark IV. And Weird. has a physical defense of three, an energy defense of four, and a mystic defense of four. Now here's where things start to get different. Stamina value of 10, a threat value of five, a size of five and moves short. Again, on that 65 millimeter base. 10 stamina on a five threat character. Yes, please. A lot. That's a lot of meat. That's or a lot metal? of plasteel. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever they're made out of. Exactly. And then it's also worth mentioning on their injured side, they only go to eight stamina. So 18 total stamina. On a five threat character. He's a heckin' chonker. He's a heckin' chonk indeed. So I love this. Everything just it's it's awesome. So let's go on to the attacks, Rosane. Heck yeah. Uh, I think it's really funny too. This is like the uh you versus the guy she told you not to worry about meme, like <laughs> all the way through this entire card. This is very <laughs> true. It's, it starts with Plasma Blast Mark II. It is an energy attack. I'm going to say it first. Say it's energy first. Every I'm time. proud of you, Dad. <laughs> yes, I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> it's an energy attack. Range three again. 
five dice. And then it also still has the, you gain power equal to your damage dealt. And during the pay cost step of the attack, you can pay up to three power to gain one attack or one attack die per power spent. So rather than be a four with the maximum of seven, this is five dice with a maximum of eight dice. Which um, Marvel dice tend to be very swingy. Uh, that one extra dice could actually translate to two extra damage with the way crits and spikes work in this game. Yep. So that's actually significant. It really is. And I think this is awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is awesome and it's energy. So kind of to the same thing as the last one, that is typically the weakest or weaker defense across the board. And yep. yeah. This is awesome. And then we're going to go right into suppression protocols. Mark two. It is a physical range three strength, nine power four with the same suppression ability where for every wild you roll, you can add incinerate shock and or slow. Perfect. And I like that it costs one more for one more die. You know, I mean, that makes sense. I like and dislike it. One of the things I like about the regular Sentinels is there's the choice between a, a fully loaded plasma blast or a suppressions. And this one kind of takes that choice away a little bit, but it is one more die. Right. And uh, talking about how swingy one more die could make things. Um, we don't have a lot of nine die strength attacks. Yeah. So this is like in a weird class of its own in some ways. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely like it. I think it's it's one of those, like you said, it's it's in a class of its own. And, and there's going to be times where you're loading up a plasma blast or you're doing suppression protocols and you're just going to whiff. That happens. Marvel dice are weird. So just be prepared for that eventuality. But overall, it's a volume of dice thing and you should be able to put out the hurt pretty good, I think, with these guys. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. Uh you can uh we're talking about uh being one shot this is this is one shot potential this is this is you getting into one shot territory oh yes oh yes so now we're going to talk about the sentinel prime's leadership so he comes with mutant hunters with the affiliation sentinels when an enemy character is dazed after the effect is resolved choose a number of allied characters up to the dazed character's threat value each chosen character gains one power. The character cannot gain more than one power as a result of this leadership ability each turn. That's really interesting. And notice the wording. When an enemy character is dazed, it says nothing about being KO'd, it says nothing about who does the dazing. When an enemy character is dazed. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I was when I, I remember when I read this card originally, I thought of a bunch of ways that your opponent can daze themselves by mistake. Like stuff like bleed. Oh yeah. Um which doesn't trigger on things like Corvus's leadership because it's when a Black Order character dazes or KOs, which is probably the like the most like similar uh leadership. Yeah. Uh, this one, if your opponent just messes up and kills himself, you get to benefit from it. 
Yeah, exactly. And I do think it's fun. Like, I wish it had the dazed or KO'd option. However, I get it. I think it's cool because when you're just dazing someone, like, it also, it plays into that theme, right? Like, the, the Sentinels want to capture or kill, but most of the time they want to capture the mutants and, and right. everything. Like, they're they're mutant hunters, like this leadership says, and... They're hunting them down. So like dazing them makes sense is that's how they would they would get their benefit. So I, I think that that plays into the theme a little bit. And then it's once per turn. So like you can just sit there and load people up with power potentially if the dice fall, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you daze like a three threat domino. That's three power you're passing out. You daze a three threat beast on the next turn. That's three power you're passing out. You daze a three threat gambit. You days a four threat black swan, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, don't forget if you're playing these characters and someone like Corvus has the reality gem or black swan with the power gem, stuff like that, that attributes to their threat value. So those characters become that threat value. So you'd be able to pass the power out appropriately like that. It's one of those things that you might not know sometimes, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. I think something else that's interesting about this power is, um, I feel like a lot of attrition style gameplay encourages you to like bully one character until they're gone and then like do that again and again. Yes. And that kind of makes this weird gameplay loop where like if you're playing against that, you have to like, you're going to lose like a guy because that's what the enemy superpowers encourage. But like the Sentinel prime Mark four encourages like spreading the damage. Like it encourages you to daze everyone so that you can get the benefits rather than just ganging up on one guy. So exactly. I, I kind of like that kind of weird passive uh, design where it is sort of discouraging pulling in one guy and just beating him down until he's gone. It kind of encourages you to, to, to focus on getting everyone out uh, sort of around the same time period. Yeah, and and it encourages like the swing turn play, you know, like hey, get everybody dazed and then go do your thing, or like the tactical dazing, you know. Yep, I think is really cool. So, yeah, I think and I think that a lot of characters can benefit from something like this too. There's a lot of fun things that I think you can you can splash into this that'll be kind of fun. So, the next superpower is an active superpower that we've seen before: restraint cables. Choose an enemy character within range four and in line of sight. Chosen character pushed towards this character short once per turn for two power. So, yeah, restraint cables. Perfect. Love it. See previous Sentinel for our thoughts on restraint cables. <laughs> yeah, just add plus one characters now in your squad that are going to be able to do it. I know, right? Isn't that awesome? So, like, let's just let's just play this out for a second. So, you've got three people with restraint cables and size unrestricted restraint cables. Then you could splash in a Gwen... And as long as you're not going up against another Sentinel character, you have four characters that can restraint cables, basically, people. It's amazing. You know, I got really excited talking about, and you immediately, like, dashed my hopes and dreams. I thought it'd be so funny to watch, like, two teams of Sentinels just constantly restraint cabling each other. And then you, you made me realize they can't restraint cable each other. Exactly. They can't do and it to sad. each other. It's sad. It's awesome. It's just want to throw each other around. Yeah. It's like a big kaiju wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. and you say throw each other around, it'd be pushing each other around, okay? 
try. Okay. They aren't throwing right. anything. So the next superpower is a reactive superpower called pattern analysis. It's going to cost you X. While this character or an allied character within range four is attacking or defending during the modified dice step of the attack, this character may spend up to three power to use this superpower. For each power spent, this character or the allied character may re-roll one die. I love that the Sentinels have Shuri abilities. Yeah, I'd say hmm, this looks familiar. It looks like Shuri. Yeah, I, I love it. Like I think that and this makes so much sense on a character like the Sentinel Prime has a better programming than the regular Sentinels. So therefore he can do more stuff. And and this is awesome. And it really makes like I feel like a lot of leaders don't really get cool leadership like themes outside of their leadership ability. And this is a cool way to like give him like a lead from the back kind of ability or a lead from the front kind of ability. Like he's actually giving orders and like telling his other, the stupid sentinels like, Hey, he dodges to the left. Exactly. Every time. That's exactly it. I think that like, that's a theme thing. That's just so cool. Like, you know, beast is going to do a flip here. Blast. You know, I just, I love that kind of stuff. And then we have two more superpowers that we've seen before. Power Matrix, again, at the end of this character's activation, it gains two power. Perfect. And then Sentinel Programming, this character cannot be advanced or pushed by Mystic Attacks or superpowers. When defending against Mystic Attacks, it counts Wilds in the defense role as two successes. And then we also have Flight and Immunity to Bleed and Poison. Now, on this one, though, nothing changes on the injured side other than the stamina and one other thing here, the overloading power core. So this is a, another innate superpower. During the power phase, roll five dice. For each crit and hit rolled, this character gains one power. If at least one skull was rolled, this character suffers one damage. I'm glad it's not like a Clea style for each skull rolled. Yeah. Because we all know... I would kill that Sentinel very fast. Well, you can't one-shot it at least. <laughs> at least I couldn't one-shot it, but, you know, I have a tendency to roll four. So either way, I think that's really cool, but Plasma Blast, Suppression Protocols, everything else stays exactly the same, just overloading Power Core replaces the Power Matrix. So, yeah. I think Sentinel Prime is pretty awesome and and has painted us a really interesting picture of what the Sentinels are going to play like on the tabletop, Merzane. Yeah. And what do you think that picture is? Uh, I think it's uh, really tall people or robot people. Are they people? They're really tall not, robots. Not people. Really tall robots uh, slowly approaching the opponent's side of the table uh, to ruin their day. I love it. Yeah, I like that, like... The, the music that plays when Thanos is like walking all slow at the end of Infinity War. You know, it's like that, except with Sentinels. You know, you know, dead. I'm thinking of that Star Wars theme where they're like, hee hee, ho ho. Oh, Duel of Fates. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just very slowly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and anything with like a... <laughs> With like a chorus, you know, like the 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 choir doing like some like very ominous sounds. You, 
the duel of the fates one though. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, or the juggernaut <laughs> theme, right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I need to get off of this Star Wars thing. It's gonna kill me. So <laughs> I just I'm sorry, I love it. Like I love I love Star Wars. I love Duel of Fates. It's like the best music ever. So, Merzane, let's get back on track here and talk about the Sentinels as a whole. We've got 13 threat worth of Sentinels. I did that math real quick in my head. I hope you like mm-hmm. that. You should be impressed. So I am impressed. 13 threat worth of sentinels here so do you ever see a time when you're going to play the sentinels affiliation and not have all 13 of that as a core um competitively i have no idea uh thematically absolutely not you're you're telling me there's a time when i would not bring three size five characters to the table you're crazy see i'm with you and i do think like competitively i'm Uh, Yeah, if I'm playing Sentinels, and I don't know, like, in terms of competitively, are these guys super viable or not? Like, I need more, I obviously need more games with them because I don't have any. But I do think there's something here with their competitive lean. However, it is worth noting, there are things in this game that can move size five characters. Yes. All right. So I think we need to kind of talk about what those things are, and then we can kind of, you know work our way into the discussion about it here. So first up and foremost is the Turbo Kitty himself. Ferocity has a throw on it that is size unrestricted. So I think that that's definitely something to watch out for. And a size 5 thrown character means 6 incoming damage. So that's a lot of damage. That's a ton of damage. And that's another thing that we've, we were talking about when we mentioned the power matrix and gaining the power at the end of the activation and stuff like that. What that does is allows Indomitable to be online right away. True. And things like Brace for Impact, you know, a lot of times you have to make a decision. Do I move up here, interact with the subjective, and then I don't have Brace for Impact, and I know that this character, like, say, an Angela, is going to move up and throw something size four at me? That sounds terrible. I really want to have Brace for Impact. Well, you're going to have it now. And I think that that's one of those things where it's like, it at least slows down that opening that people like Malekith like to have. Other people that can move size five characters are one of my favorites, Black Swan, but she has to do it with everything dies. And she has to roll a wild trigger to do that. So that's that's definitely a, a thought there too. What else can move size five? Uh, Thanos can cosmic portal them. Yep. I'm talking about throwing because, oh. because specifically like portaling, I mean, that's just part of it, right? Like you're, you're getting portaled, getting placed, like, uh, you know, Strange Supreme can place people. That's fine. But I'm more interested in people that can throw these big boys around. And that's going to be more about where I place them and, and how I deploy them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Groot can with he his can. Uh, I am Groot. And it's a medium throw. That's a big throw. Yes. Yes. And I know that Ursa has a similar super throw attack thing so the bare armed brawler oh that's restricted to size four so there you go can't be ursa (laughs) 
What's well, good? Uh, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to worry about Thanos. The does have unrestricted punch throws? Exactly. His uh, his punchy awesomeness, and so while there are things that can move these characters, there's not a lot, but you do definitely have to be aware of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. And and one nice thing about the Sentinel programming is it one of the like most consistent ways to do it is like the pushes like from like web lines and stuff. And those are taken out. Like you don't have to worry about those things or yeah. like advances from Ebony Maw, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, there's, there's a wide sweep of things that just don't work on them. Yep. Um, which is really good because you, you don't want every, uh, everyone and their mom being able to just like casually toss your sentinels to the side. <laughs> exactly. So I think that those kind of things are, are, are worth talking about. Like you said, like there's there's only so many things that are going to be able to affect this. You know, there are a lot, some spenders that do fun things and whatnot. So just keep an eye on those things. But uh, yeah, I I definitely think that that these guys are going to be be hard to deal with a lot of times. I know like a, another character that can reposition them, not a throw, would be a Heimdall. If his Horfun deals damage, it can push them away medium. So that's kind of fun. Ooh, that's a long way. It is a long way. I'm pretty sure Jean Grey can't do it. So, yep, I was about to say she can, but no, she cannot. So, lots of lots of stuff, man. Lots of lots of fun things here. You know, I love it, and I I love how like you know, Modok can't bow them. Enchantress Loki with the mind gem can't make them move. You know, I love that kind of stuff. I'm just imagining Modok now Being trying sad. to bow them. He's like, hi, we'll make them move. And then he just turns suddenly to his team and goes, they don't have a brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be it. That'd be, that'd be definitely it. That's good. Yeah. They don't have a brain. They're pea brain. They don't have a pea brain. Shit. <laughs> so there is no brain to pee. <laughs> So let's talk about characters that can splash into the Sentinels affiliation and, and maybe provide some value. Uh, again, thinking about that 13 threat core. And also it's worth noting AMG during the mini stravaganza on one of the live streams did mention that Cassandra Nova is affiliated here. So she's also a part of the Sentinel thing. So at 18 threat, you could have the three Sentinels plus Cassandra Nova. And that sounds kind of fun. Yeah, and uh, one nice thing about Cassandra Nova too is, uh, like, I, I think that especially for splash characters, you, you're gonna have to bring Brace and Indomitable to make these characters not kill kill each other uh, when yes. your opponent inevitably plays pinball. Uh, but Cassandra Nova just has a, a, a superpower that says, mm, "Nah, yeah. no, I don't care about throws." Yeah, yeah, you, you can you can have that. Yep, and also I will say, other characters that can move, size big things hulk smash can throw a size five character so keep that in mind and stagger them uh, yes that's that's real bad for him that sounds terrible that sounds terrible so anyways what are you, what other characters do you think would splash into this well give me a couple um i think there's a couple ways you can go like you can either do like control stuff so like i could honestly see something like web warriors as like a splash affiliation, right? Like how people used to put Black Order in affiliations. 
I could almost see like Sentinels being a splash for Web Warriors, where you just like really double down on like restraint cables, web lines kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Also get like hard to move guys. Um, but I could also see stuff like other big boys like uh Eb- Ebony Maw, uh, Black Dwarf, or um Hulkbuster. Yeah. Just having like really big guys that take up a lot of real estate that are hard to move. Yeah. Um being like the ticket. That's cool. See, I definitely think going a little smaller on the characters you splash in, right? So someone like a Heimdall, I think could be really yeah. interesting being able to teleport one of these guys up range two early. You know, a little guardian of the bifrost. On one of them, if you can get that done early, I think it would be really cool. And then letting him pass out rerolls so you don't have to necessarily burn through the power of Sentinel Prime, but also Heimdall on his Orphaned attack, potentially being able to get the rerolls from Sentinel Prime, I think could be really cool as well. Because then you could potentially daze someone on their turn and get the power for the leadership. True. Yeah, I also I, I kind of like Black Cat because you can kind of turn her her uh, steel on faster with the dazes, but you can also create weird situations where like you can just keep staggering people every turn if you keep dazing someone every turn or every round. Excuse yeah. me, uh, which I think is like a cool place for her to be just like sitting there and staggering people, mm-hmm. and then you can pull them off with the restraint cables, and then they the only thing they can do is move back onto the point. Right, right. One of the things that I'm thinking of is, so when I look at the Sentinels card, I notice they don't have any way to deal with terrain. So on certain cluttered up boards, they might have a hard time fitting where they need to go and stuff like that, right? So one Mm -hmm. of the things that I think of is splashing in characters that have access to throws or relatively cheap throws, stuff like that. Like someone like Beast, who can potentially throw some cars out of the way. Someone like Clea, who not only could get them some teleporting, I know, I know, she's going to kill herself when you try to roll the dice, but whatever, we're doing it. Uh, But she's also got a size two throw, and it's range three. So she could potentially move up and throw someone closer to the Sentinels where they can start their building process. You know what I mean? Like, I think things like that are are very interesting in in ways that you can kind of get some stuff out of the way for them. You know, Luke Cage being one that can throw some terrain as well and is a fairly cheap character, you know. I can also keep them safe, like, exactly. randomly. Exactly. Uh, I kind of like, in that same vein of blowing up terrain, I like Mystique and Punisher. Yes. Like, they, get, they go up to range, they go up to, like, size three for a good threat value. They can do it from far away, but they also, like, build their own power really efficiently and can help kill people. And Mystique has deception that she can use to like bring people to your, uh, your big wall of guys. Uh, I think both of those could be really interesting. Yeah. You, you bring up Mystique and Punisher. And I think that this is one of those places where I think Mystique is, is definitely better here. And for the reason you mentioned deception alone is so good and, and could be really good into with these Sentinels. Right. But I think Punisher Mm -hmm actually has some very nice play here because of that war zone ability because of his ability to move around the board a little bit and and kind of you know 
be places, I guess you could say, yeah. right? Well, also, like, we talked about how one of the best ways you're going to deal with Sentinels is to blow them up because, like, you can't really move them very well, so you're going to have to punch them. And right. Punisher likes that because he gets his vengeance tokens. Exactly. Uh, or punishment tokens or whatever they're called. The punishment which tokens. Which means he, he's going to start hurting you more than uh, uh, for having killed his Sentinel friends. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, you know, how do you deal with Sentinels? You, you can't really control them reliably and, and whatnot. You just have to kill them. You have to kill them. So a character like Punisher... I think is like a deep cut, interesting character to put on here. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so I'm, I'm about that. And then the other character that like, if I'm playing 17 and the crisis setup looks good, I'm putting in Medusa. Oh yeah. I mean, a Royal decree on these big bases. Oh, I, I just got excited. I wanted to say something else, but we're going to stick with that. I just got excited. Well, and like they can help her turn it on, right? Because they, uh, yeah, power. Yeah, exactly. So I was also thinking, like, I mean, I think it's totally valid to bring like a toad and a black widow just to, so you have the three big boys running up the middle doing their thing and just like a couple of like extractor secure guys to kind of sit on the back and like stop them, stop you from like score, like missing out on scoring the objective. Exactly. Yeah, I think. You know, having a toad and or Black Widow, someone cheap that can affect the the objective game, the extract game, like threaten the toad to run across and steal your stuff kind of thing. I think that that's really nice. I also think splashing in a lizard is also good for that reason. Like here, I'm going to at least try to affect the objective game because I am going to be slow plotting up the board. So let me try not to get too crazy here. Now... One of the things we have to think about, though, these Sentinels, again, they add up to 13. So does this mean that something like Senators and Sword Base make a big comeback because then you're going to be playing a threat down, potentially? Um, maybe. I don't know. I think that, like, even, like, nine points for two Sentinels is a lot of, like, a lot of hate you have to deal with. It is. It really is. So... I, I definitely think that that's something interesting in terms of like list building and stuff like that that you'd have to think about. But now that we've talked about people that can splash into Sentinels, and, and let's just go ahead and say this. There's probably a ton more that can splash into Sentinels. We're just kind of throwing a bunch of things out there, you know, seeing what sticks. You know what I mean? But these mm -hmm. are the things that are interesting to me and things I'm going to try as I learn these characters. But what about splashing the Sentinels elsewhere? And I'm going to start because... Yes, Web Warriors, 1,000%. The regular Sentinel and even Sentinel Prime being in Web Warriors makes so much sense. Getting that reroll on defense and being able to reroll skulls if they're holding an objective token with Sentinel Prime pattern analysis, that's so awesome. Mm -hmm. And like if I'm creating a dual affiliation roster, Sentinels and Web Warriors is definitely like a dual affiliation roster that I would want to run. Yeah, got it right. <laughs> uh, I was kind of thinking like of Steve Avengers or even like Sam Avengers. It's like with Steve, you could get their uh, their uh, toe cables up round one. 
because I talked about how stupid that is and how, how I was like kind of cheating. Uh, well, I can cheat round one because my name is Steve Rogers. Yeah. The most honest Avenger. Um, <laughs> and then also like with Sam being able to uh, like move that big base a short on his leadership and heal and remove conditions like. They love that kind of stuff. Oh, um, yeah. Yes, please. And then it's interesting because like. I can have two of them. I mean, or I could take Sentinel Mark Prime Mark Five Four, um, but I think like having two of the the normal ones like makes a lot of sense because I have like one on each side, yeah, and ha- have like the exact same expectations from both. Yep, yep, and I think they're just really splashable, and because they only add up to eight threat of the two Mark Fours, it means that they aren't too heavy of an investment. I mean, and whereas like you know, Senior Thanos, you're you're getting one character that admittedly does a lot for that eight threat. Whereas the Sentinels, you're getting two characters that do a lot and have two activations, two actions, especially in Steve Avengers can have two restraint cables right off the rip. I mean, I think that's huge. And if you load in a bunch of cheaper characters, you know, and, and have like a, like what, what does that look like at 17? So you could have like a Steve to make that 12 and then a Black Widow to make it 14 and then like a Sam to make it 17. Sam or like Cage. You could do Sam with like versatile strategy. So you can do like Steve's early game shenanigans. Yeah. So like. And then once they start rolling in power, you can swap it. Right. Exactly. And like, and that I think makes a lot of sense because then you're able to say, okay, Sentinels, you guys pull people off the objectives and Sam and Black Widow are going to go take them. Yep. You know, like like that kind of stuff. I think is is intriguing, and and it's one of those things that this is going to be a a group of characters that I think are going to seem simple, and and they are in a way, but it's gonna gonna be very fun and very interesting to see how they evolve over time. I think, and the other affiliation that I'm definitely putting these guys in is my convocation because first of all, you knew it was coming, suits. But second of all, they count Wilds as two successes on Mystic, and I have Ironbound books. I mean, come on. It works. It and we, works. you always talk about like wanting one big boy for your uh, convocation. Yeah, and what's crazy is this is another one where, depending on what the tactics cards are, dual affiliation makes a lot of sense because like, I've got Juggernaut in there. Juggernaut could easily come out. Like, I love Juggernaut. Don't get me wrong. Like, he's a good character. But I could take him out, put in Sentinel Prime, drop in two Sentinel Mark IVs, and now all of a sudden, like, you know, if I need a, a big boy, Sentinel Prime, and now he's given re-rolls on top of my strange re-roll and everything, like, yeah, no, I'm about it. So I think it's going to be really good. I think about, like, Doctor, like Sorcerer Supreme Strange scalpeling one. That's a long distance yeah. for a building to travel. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I'm about it. I love it. I'm super stoked. So, Merzane. Yeah, I'm excited. Yes, I and I can tell you guys right now, I, I will be playing these guys very regularly. Uh, they're, they're probably going to be my main as I, as I go forward, uh, just because I want to mix it up a little bit and everything, so I can, I can see them being my main. And also, I need to let you guys know that we will be doing a giveaway for the Sentinels because they're awesome. So just be prepared Ooh. for that. I, I, I really, I don't know if they'll be like 
I'll probably play him a little bit, but one of the things I'm really excited about, um, they are such a good centerpiece character for this game. Like, Oh yeah. I remember when the game started and like characters like Hulk and Modoc, I was like, yeah, people are going to see those across like on a table and be like, Oh, that's cool. I want to play that game. Uh, Sentinels are going to be like that, but to 11. Yes. Like people are going to see like a group of Sentinels on a table and be like, that game looks cool. What is this? You're exactly right. The cool factor that these guys are are playing with. And, and then like Sentinels is also like someone shows up for a game night and they see that and they're like, Oh, that looks cool. I want to play that. You can be like, here, play these guys. They're super easy. They're very, you know, they're very simple on the surface. And I think that's yep. really good too. Oh yeah. So let's check out some show questions that we have. We've got a ton of them. So Oh yeah. We're going to get through as many as we can in the time we have, which isn't too much, but we're going to go through some here. And uh, if you're interested in uh, getting your question on the show here, you can check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash house party protocol. And for as little as a dollar a month or one, two, three, twelve 12 bucks a year, you can join our discord community, support the show and uh, support the giveaways we do. And basically just pay for hosting and all that stuff is basically all I have that for. And I got to say, before we get into these questions to all the suits out there that are a part of that community. Thank you so much. It is constantly humbling. We, we get more and more all the time. And I just, I hope that everyone feels welcome and I hope that everyone is having a good time in our discord community so far. It seems like they are, but uh, if you're ever not, feel free to reach out to me. Let me know if, if something that is bothering you that I can do or improve, just let me know and we'll figure it out. So first question comes from our good friend, Nate. Why does Kenny never get invited onto the show? And I mean, if it hasn't become obvious at this point, Nate, it's because I just don't like Kenny. <laughs> just bleep him. That's why <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Kenny and I will get Kenny on the show. One of these days. I know he's, he's been just chomping at the bit. I'm sure of it. So I love Kenny. So yeah, no, we'll get him on here. One of these days. It's just, you know, one of those things, I guess. And then, uh, let's see. Half as Ninja says, what color scheme, other than Grey Lord Grey, are you planning on painting them? I mentioned that earlier, so check that out. Brad says, how much do we need to contribute to the Patreon to get this to be a Hot Girl Summer parody called Hot Boys Robot Autumn? <laughs> Look, you've done enough, Brad. It's just going to be the Hot Boys Robot Autumn from here on out. There you go. <laughs> That's a phrase I will never be able to peel from my brain. Yeah, it's really good. Thoris says, do you see all Sentinels all day or see them mostly as splashes? So I actually think this is the really interesting thing about these characters. I think that they are both. I think you can literally play all Sentinels all day and then splash in whatever characters you want and feel really good about it. But I also feel like splashing the Sentinels around makes a lot of sense. And, and they, yeah. they fill a lot of holes or maybe perceived holes that other teams have. Yeah, I, I, I think that I, you will probably see more people play them as an affiliation because they're cool. But I think power-wise, they can go either way. Yeah, and I, I think competitively, you'll see them splash more than as their own affiliation. That's just a, a hot take. but Entirely possible. Yeah. Schultze says, you're at the bar and you order a cocktail called The Sentinel. What do you hope is in it? Uh, well, let's see. Definitely. Not oil. What? Not oil. <laughs> it's 
not oil, not plasma. I definitely would think absinthe would be in there, like the plasma kind of thing. Like that could be kind of cool. Put a little green fairy in there. But other than that, I don't know. Add some uh, some pineapple juice. Grapeco to make it purple. Yep, some grenadine that could maybe like mix with another color to make it. Yeah, see, see, I'm trying to like sound like I know what I'm talking about here, but no, definitely oh, some absinthe. No <laughs> so, uh, Leland says, Schultz orders you a cocktail called the Sentinel. Do you drink it? Why not? <laughs> uh, well, because you just never trust a Schultz. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Because, like, a drink called the Sentinel has to be filled with a lot of hate, right? I would think so. Or a lot of protection? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. So, Jelly D says, which Splash character you think benefits the most from getting past the power from the Sentinel leadership? You mentioned Black Cat. I think that's a really good answer there. But the interesting thing is, because it takes a daze, it's not something that's going to happen so quickly, like with the Brotherhood's leadership and stuff like that. So, I, I definitely agree with Black Cat. I also think Medusa really really mm-hmm. likes this so yeah those would be my two Bucky. answers Bucky. he's a good one absolutely yeah uh qualistarian says does the leadership seem a bit underwhelming to you especially compared to magnetos which has a very similar benefit but a much easier condition this is a great question and for me i'd say no it doesn't seem underwhelming in that In a thematic sense, like maybe competitively, yeah, like I can say that's a little less than ideal in terms of maybe like Merzane said, setting up turn one plays and stuff like that. But I think it just means that you have to think about what you're doing a little differently. And again, we don't know what the tactics cards are. So I think that that kind of would play into whether or not it's underwhelming. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, like, I think it's a better comparison to the Corvus leadership. Uh, but I think one of the things to keep in mind with the Corvus leadership is that's only when Black Order characters days Black Order char- or days or KO, and only Black Order characters benefit. So like, I don't know. This is everyone you can like import people, and I think they have to be really careful about how much power they give to out of affiliation characters, because it's really easy to break that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I think you nailed it there. Spider J two says from the mini stravaganza streams, we know Cassandra Nova is in the Sentinels affiliation. Do you feel that this gives her new life and will see more playtime? Honestly, no, because I think my problems with that character are strictly a power generation problem. And when you think about like what she wants to be doing and where she wants to play and her control game with, with her uh, mystic attack that can make people advance and all of that stuff, like... That costs her one power, so she needs to have the power to block the collisions and stuff like that, or when people move into her, being able to run away and do damage to them, that kind of stuff. And while I expect that she will get the power from the leadership and stuff, I still don't feel like she's just really going to generate enough power in the overall, maybe. And maybe I'm thinking about it wrong, but does it more life? Probably not, because also she's a five-threat character. She's a Mm five-threat character that is going to be sitting there with another four char- or three characters that are already costing you 13 threat. Now, you could drop one of the Sentinels or drop Prime and then not play with the leadership, that kind of stuff, but then that, that goes back into the power generation problem I have. So does it give her new life? Maybe, but I don't think it gives her that much more life. 
it depends on the cards and also future releases. I think if there's some cheaper stuff, maybe, but like, I think people will experiment with her, but I don't think she like, I don't think she gets a renaissance unless we see some really crazy cards that synergize with her. Exactly. And then spider J also says, also, I, I too want to know why Kenny is never invited. If him and Rosane were both on, wouldn't that be like a crossover event? And it sure would. And we're going to make sure to make that happen. <laughs> advanced uh, house party protocol. Ad- advanced protocols. R&D. <laughs> Gamers. Sandbox says, Guild. do you plan on going full bore Sentinels or just using them as a splash in your convocation? I'm going full bore, but I'm also going to splash them in convocation sometimes. So I'm going to start by playing them full on. And then start layering them into things. I want to get used to them first and then start putting them elsewhere. So short answer, yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Qualistarian says, also Sentinels represent the third new affiliation in two months between Winter Guard, Hydra, and, and now Sentinels. Which of these affiliations, if any, do you think is going to be seriously competitive and affect the meta? So I think, honestly, Hydra is the one that is going to be the most like competitively um prevalent would be the word probably i do think that winter guard and sentinels both have some very subtle play that once people play them or the people that play them almost exclusively will will be very good with them if you know what i mean yeah i think they will be dark horse threats at worst yes yes and like I think that somewhere out there, like I'm, I'm going to take Sentinels, like a, a Sentinels affiliation lineup with planning to play Sentinels. I'm taking that to Warfare Weekend in November. So we'll be able to get some data from that. I mean, you know, who knows whether or not I'll actually play well, but I'm going to be playing them exclusively at that event. And so I think that it's one of those things where if I play the Sentinels well, I think they can play play very well and trying to figure out like what crises and all that stuff stuff that they play well on, I think is going to be huge. Yeah. And Australian says, finally, I don't actually expect you to cover all of my questions, but we're doing it. Which crises do you think big robot boys will want to play the most and the least? So I think they want to play anything where they can just stand on points. All right. So mm-hmm. I think obviously the, the one that stands out to me is Terrigen. That is tip top of the list for them. Yep. I think that... The intrusions is another one that would be very high up on the list for them. I think something okay. like, uh, I actually think scoundrels is very interesting for them because of the threat value that it brings and also the way that they just stand on points and like, okay, they might not be killing or dazing, but I think that that one's interesting. It's just standing there. Yeah. Menacingly. Standing there staring at me. And then because of their restraint cable abilities, they can manipulate that board state very well, I think, depending on where they're positioned with those objectives. Well, like you could stand on one of your back scoundrels and pull someone off their back scoundrels and shoot them without cover. That. So, so like, (laughs) you know, you definitely have to worry about, I think, like the kingpin-led criminal syndicate in those situations. But I think that, that that's a good one. I think something like maybe mutant madman is interesting um yeah what about you merzane i agree with all this i think the ones they're going to dislike the least are gamma and uh uh demons downtown because 
Uh, Gamma, they don't have enough control and they're not tanky enough or punchy enough. Like they kind of bring a weird combo and being not controllable very well. But I, I think it's too fast and too low point value for them. Um, and I think with uh, Demons Downtown, like they're, they're not like awful at it, but you don't want them to get incinerated. Exactly. And it's not enough points. And you don't want them to group up too much because like you get Sentinel Prime rerolls, like Shuri rerolls. Um, but you don't want all your big boy eggs in one big boy basket. You kind of want to spread that um, that capability across the map, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. And then in terms of extracts, I think any kind of like single extract might be good because then they just get to be beat up on people. But mm-hmm. I also see that could be a trap because they will absolutely not be able to chase anybody down. Depending on cards. Exactly. They might have some cool cards that help them. Exactly. So, like, you know, I, I think that the extracts are going to be the hardest thing to figure out with them. But in terms of secures, I think it's it's pretty pretty straightforward. Binks yep. says, do you see Sentinels as more of a control piece or, like, an aggressive support like Thanos? I think it's definitely more control piece with yep. some aggressive nature in there. I, I also see Thanos more of a control piece. So, like, he can support, but he's definitely, like, one of the best control pieces in the game. Yeah. Uh, Leland says, how do you see the meta shifting as far as roster design and crisis selection with the addition of big pieces like Malekith and Sentinels? Uh, I bet, I guess the only thing I would say is tall, like yeah. very, very tall. And like, if you are playing wider, you just have to accept you are losing some pieces and you've got to be able to maximize the activations you do get. Yep. And ways to mitigate, like ways to apply stagger and, and cheat, Cheeky ways to move big boys is another way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Ryland says, the more I look at the Sentinels, the less excited I seem to be getting to play them. What kind of ca- tactics cards do you think might pull them back in? Honestly, I don't know. Um, I, I think that something where there's some kind of damage mitigation in a card, like maybe like an exceptional healings type card or something, like obviously not that, but like, something interesting like that could do mm-hmm. do that i think would be kind of cool or he mentions age of ultron down here something like that uh could be pretty cool but other than that uh, i'm not really sure in terms of tactics cards but for me i'm super excited about them as it is but i understand that they're not for everybody yeah i, I don't think that this is going to be like a very heavily played affiliation because of one price and two like sentinels aren't like always everyone's favorite thing and villains are also not everyone's favorite thing. So yeah, but I think that's fine. I think they're going to be cool. And I think tactics will really, I think tactics will really change them when we see them. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let's see here. Exalted tilapia says, do you think Sentinels will appear more as an affiliation or splash anchor piece? We already mentioned that. And then he goes, why is ironically X-Men the best home for a Sentinel splash? And I think that's really funny and really interesting in that X-Men is a great place for these Sentinels, especially Storm's X-Men. Now, mm-hmm. it's worth noting, Cyclops' X-Men is an interesting place for them, but Storm X-Men with the hop plus the cover that they get a benefit for is, is pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I specifically did not mention this when we were talking about affiliations because I knew this question was coming, and I think it's a great question. That is actually really funny. I'm I'm imagining a ninja flipping 
uh, Sentinel like just flipping over someone's shoulder because that's how they, that's how I always envision it. Like they just like jump over someone's back or something. And now I'm just right. imagining a Sentinel doing it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh man, could you imagine them in Midnight Suns? Oh god. You know what? Now that we think, now that I think about that, I'm thinking of like Sentinels being like bros, like real nice. So now I'm thinking of like Iron Giant Sentinels. <laughs> If they're playing an X-Men, they're definitely Iron Giants, not Sentinels. BF Trick says, with the new Sentinels, do you think that an all-robot Android list is viable? For example, three Sentinels, Ultron, Vision, OG, Human Torch, Hulkbuster, which Hulkbuster's not really an Android or robot, Arnim Zola, Nebula, and Iron Man. So, like, take out Iron Man and Hulkbuster, and and you have me at robot slash Android list. Well, it depends on if you go by extremist stuff, because he's kind of an Android. Or cyborg. He's kind of a cyborg. I mean, at some point he becomes one, but not with these characters. No, no. But yes, I think it could be fun. And, uh, yes. (laughs) I I think that's all the, all the questions that we're going to be, be answering, except for one last one. Mad Mulligan says, battle damage or parade ready? I'm going to go a little battle damage if I can, if my painting skills allow. What you what the real strat is is to buy two sets of each and swap them out when they get dazed. Yes, that'd be awesome. But yeah, that's a lot Expensive. of money. <laughs> uh, Schultz, the last one. I'm gonna say it because it's funny. You're offered eight thousand dollars, but every time you say the word spicy, it comes out as spicy. This effect is magical and cannot be circumvented in any way. Do you accept the deal? I would accept yeah. that spicy deal every time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, there's a good chance I might just say spissy to be funny anyway. Exactly. Like, and and like, I can afford two sets of Sentinels with that $8,000. Exactly. Barely, but I can do it. <laughs> Barely. Barely. And yes, for every time I say spissy, I'm getting a grant. Look at that. I just made 16 grand. Thanks, Schultzy. I expect a check in the oh, mail it's soon. Every time? Oh, my, my boy. Yeah. What are you trying to say? I thought spissy. it was a one-time $8,000 for Spissy your whole life. Like, I would take that deal. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, every time you say the word. I mean, yeah, that's... Shoot, Absolutely. Yeah. Not even question it. You got to come up with a better one than that, Schultz. Anyways, Suits, thank you very much for giving us your time today. I hope you've enjoyed this discussion on Sentinels. As you can probably clearly tell, I am quite stoked for these guys. And it's one of those things where... You know, we don't know what they're going to be like competitively. I think they're going to be fine, you know, but it's more about just this game is Marvel superhero battles, recreating the comic books, the shows, the movies. And I think that these characters really capture that. So I am very excited for them. And uh, Merzane, thank you for coming on with me. Where can people find you? You can find me uh, on the Gamers Guild podcast and in various discords where good discords are sold like the house party one or the gamers guild one. Yes, both very good. Can confirm the chillest, the illest, the realest is the house party protocol one. And then just the chillest and the illest would be the gamers guild one. (laughs) Yeah, it's not real. It's mythical. It's definitely, it's definitely mythical, but no uh, suits. Make sure to uh, check out our Patreon. If you're interested in supporting the show in that way, it really helps us pay for hosting, grow, do giveaways, all of that kind of fun stuff. So it's housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. Um, also, you can get access to our Discord channel over there. And I put it behind a paywall to keep trolls away. So that's that's specifically why it's there. So if you're ever wondering, well, that's 
makes doesn't make any sense. That's why I do it. So uh, also make sure to uh, send us messages at housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. You can send us messages via Facebook. Let me know what you guys think of the Sentinels. I'm very excited to hear that. I, I know I'll be getting a few messages as soon as the show comes out that uh, y'all will be letting me know what you think. So I'm stoked for that. And then also uh, you can uh, hit me up on the YouTubes. Find me over there. It's House Party Protocol over on YouTube. There will be a link in the description here. So make sure to check that out. Subscribe if you're interested. We're going to have our first episode of our deep dive thing that definitely goes deep into the weeds. Very, very, you know, me taking a long time to do anything style. Uh, So be prepared for that. That'll be coming out very soon. And uh, also, if you're interested in some House Party Protocol merch, there is a uh, link in the description to our merch store where you can get some shirts, some hats, stickers, all that fun stuff. So check that stuff out and be on the lookout for more merch inbound. And with that, party on, Merzane. Party on, Will. And power down suits. Suits.